Cortez Paul is here. We've got Kevin Carr to my right hand side. Kevin, what's up, man? Nothing, but we got a special guest this time. We're coming from live from the Level Up Fitness Gym. Owned by the guy sitting right here, Josh Evans, former Jacksonville Jaguar Safety. More importantly, former Florida Gators. How you doing, Josh? Doing pretty good. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, we've been trying to get you on for about two years now. About two. It's been two about years two. now. Yeah. I've known you for a while, so it, it, right. it it's good to have you on. That we're we're glad we could finally get out here and get you on. I'm happy to be on today. All right, man. Uh, so first off, how's everything been? How's business be out here? Uh, business been good, man. We're coming up on our year anniversary in a few weeks, so that's pretty exciting, you know, to to, to stick everything in in Jacksonville and uh, add a following that we have. Uh, but it's been amazing, man. Yeah, and a New Jersey guy. New Jersey guy in Florida. Now, me and you, me and you've talked about it before. What was it like coming from New Jersey and coming down to Florida when you were getting recruited to, to come play for the Gators? I want to say it was by far the toughest transition. You know, um, 85 degrees is pretty hot <laughs> <laughs> in New Jersey, but uh, I came to realize that that is nothing compared to what you guys deal with here in Florida. Uh, it took me about two years to get adjusted to the heat here, the, the heat index, because um, at practice, you know, say it's 95 degrees, but I feel it'd be 115. <laughs> you know, so that's getting used to that with equipment on. Uh, but it was pretty cool, man. You know, it, it took you a while. There's a few guys, uh, northern guys, who had to stop practice a few times uh, and take a break to get acclimated to the heat. But uh, it was great, man. It was a great experience. Yeah, so uh, what was the recruiting process like for you being in New Jersey and then you you got people down in Florida coming up on you going, hey, man, we come down here. What was that like? Uh, it was pretty cool, man. I will say this. You know, um, Urban Meyer and those guys did a great job at recruiting. Those guys were probably number one. Uh, they tell you what you want to hear. They tell you what you need to hear, you know. Um, and the, the biggest the biggest thing I had to realize was I was fortunate to be the number one athlete in New Jersey coming out. So I felt pretty good coming out, pretty confident. And you get here and you realize, okay, you're here with the number one guy from Florida. You're with the number one guy from Georgia. It's a few number one guys yeah. coming in. So you're not just the number one guy. Uh, and, and, you you know, you get acclimated real quick to understand that you got to earn your stripes. You know, nothing is given to you. And that was pretty much one thing I learned coming in that you can work for everything you got to you gotta earn here at the University of Florida. No, and you wasn't only number one in, in football out of New Jersey, too. You were number one in track Absolutely. and field. Yeah, <laughs> which was pretty cool. I mean, I think that's kind of what gave me a, a competitive edge, you know, being a track star as well, do sports, you know, um, for football and track. 
And that's one thing that stood out, you know, about me uh, as far as transition. I actually ran track at Florida for a while, too, until yeah. I got hurt. But uh, once again, man, it, it was something that was uh, a different transition, you know, even as far as track. You know, some of the meets, you're running out there in Jersey, like I said, you know. <laughs> it's pretty hot, 85 degrees, and then you're running out here in 100-degree weather. It's a total different monster. But, yeah, you, uh, you just recently went into the Hall of Fame. Before your high school, I, I saw all the pictures and stuff that you posted up. And you're, you're the first ever person to go into the Hall of Fame at the high school. That must have been a big honor for you. It was incredible, man. Um, I honestly didn't even see it coming, honestly, because I know it was a few guys, a uh, few legends before me who I thought was probably going in. But to be a first-round ballot you know, after 10 years and get inducted, I uh, was pretty great. Uh, it's always a great accomplishment to be the first one in anything, you know, mm -hmm. to be the first guy to be inducted for dual sports, track, and football. Uh, it was just uh, amazing, you know, to be a part of that, the, uh, the atmosphere there. The other guys that got inducted, it was awesome seeing them. I think it was the class of uh, 98, you know, the whole team, oh, wow. you know, nice. went in. Uh, and it was just cool, man, being, a, being surrounded around a bunch of guys who know what, it, who know what it's like, you know, yeah. who know what it took to, to be there and get inducted as well. That's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how, how was the, as far as like from New Jersey to Florida, because, you know, everything's so close up there, mm -hmm. um, to now you come into Gainesville where everything is just spread out. How, how, how was that adjustment for you? Uh, you know what? Gainesville not as spread out as you think. You know, it's actually pretty chill. It's a college town. It's this more city. And I will tell you this, it was actually a little bit better of adjustment than what it was when I took my visit to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is nothing in Oklahoma. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Lord have mercy. Um, you know, had Oklahoma had anything close to somewhat more city-like, I probably had a better feel there, but it was literally like school and then more <laughs> was like miles away. It was a lot of land. I'm like, holy crap. But um, uh, it was just great. You know, coming here, they just came off a national championship, so it was hard to not even be a part of that environment. You know, my visit here in Gainesville, the city was amazing. The fans were amazing. I mean, the basketball team was winning championships yeah. at this time, so it was kind of the, the number one thing to do. And I think coming out, it's hard to not go to the number one school when you get that home. Now, when you, when you were getting recruited, did you come and visit during one of the games? Yeah, actually, I actually was fortunate. I, not, I didn't make the game to the swamp, uh, but I made the national championship. Oh, you went in the national Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that's even better. It was great. And you know, those were my top two teams, Oklahoma and Florida. So to be able to come out and evaluate that and see both guys come out there and compete, man, it was just an amazing experience. That's, those were two really, really, really two good, good teams. teams. Really, really good teams. Yeah. You had one that scored, what, almost 60-something oh, yeah, points a game? Yeah. And then you had Florida, who would score 40-something points a game, but their defense would shut you down to where you were scoring nothing a game. Absolutely. It was, it was a good clash of, uh, I still remember that game. <laughs> the guy lost a shoe and scored a touchdown in that game. The tight end, what was, what was the tight end's name from Oklahoma? Uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, he lost a shoe. He lost a shoe and scored a touchdown on that thing. But then Percy, that was Percy's game, though. That, that was all he amazing how much crap I remember. <laughs> Random question. What was one of your favorite eating spots over there in Gainesville that you like to go to? Oh, man. It was a few of them. <laughs> it was a few of them. I would say my number one spot was uh, a place that was kind of like a Benihana. It's called Yamato's. Okay. Uh, it was pretty good, man. They get out there on the grill. Um, and the food was just amazing. 
Well, y'all was one of my birthday because we got free food. It was open to the public. Oh, okay. Right? okay. okay. Yeah. 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 So now we didn't always go to eat for free. It was free on your birthday. You got a free meal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a free on your birthday. There it is. On our <laughs> but yeah, it, it, so much has changed, though. If you go now to Gainesville, oh, yes, totally it, it, from when I went there, totally. many, many, we're not even going to say how many years ago that was. <laughs> but when I went there, it, it's it's completely different now than, than what it was just even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. You can tell they've made things a lot more convenient for students, uh, athletes, and people just getting around. They're yeah. building way more townhomes, way more condos and apartments to make people easy to adjust to wanting to go to a school like that and say, hey, mom, I'm only four or five minutes away from campus. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool, man. They're building a lot of new stuff here. It's totally different even from about eight years ago. Yeah, it, when we went, we went this last time, we noticed the big, gigantic apartments that are right across the street from the swamp. I'm like... Who put those? Right. You can watch the game from the right. top if you can get high. You got pools on the top. Of exactly. You can get high enough. You can stare down into it, but you still can't stare down into that place. That place is too big. <laughs> Speaking of that place, what was your favorite game in the swamp? Favorite game? I'm going to have to say the LSU game my senior year. It was pretty intense. Uh, I was a bunch of guys, you know, uh, first-round talent. You know, yeah, everywhere. I mean, you yeah. got Odell Beckham. You got Matt Elam, Sharif Floyd. I mean, we had a lot of talent. They had a lot of talent. And I think that was the game that was really going to separate us from really being a number one defense. Yeah. You know, that was the game we had to make a statement. It's always a rivalry game. You know, when we play in a team like LSU. Yeah, I don't like them at all. Nobody. <laughs> I don't like yeah, them at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was very personal. You know, it was one of those games where we had to make a statement. And i never forget, you know, um, the defense had to show up. And uh, we ended up pulling it off and made some great plays in that game. That was a 14-7 to game. Was it? That was a game where you led the league, uh, the led the yes, team sir. in tackles that game. See, Absolutely. I remember this. Look at that. <laughs> I remember yeah, this. Yeah, it's like a peel. I remember this. I've been to enough. No, I'm saying. Like last year's LSU game, it was because uh, this was that was her first game. Oh, first being she, her, her first game ever. The going to the swamp was the LSU game last year. Awesome. That and that game was that game was insane. The worst the worst part about the worst part about the game was me and the dude were standing next to me. He was standing next to me. We were sitting there talking, and then we intercepted the ball. And you would think the first person I'd hug was her. Now <laughs> I hugged the dude that was right next to me. We were like, oh my god! But his girlfriend's looking at him the same way she's looking at me. And I'm like, y'all just yeah, let it go. Of a bro, I, I, I was just like, let it go, it's man. Bro, it's it's a a you know how it is. You know how it is in the football it's game. It, 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 we went. Look, he's a Bronco fan. He went to Jaguar games with me, and when yeah. we did something good, I'd hug him. <laughs> He's like, come on, man. Just but yeah, that, but anytime, anytime you get to go to that place, and he's been with me a bunch it's of times. To it's it, what I tell people. I said that is the best experience I've had in going and watching college football games. Right. Is going there or watching any football is going into that. Sw- when you walk into a place and you get chills, oh yeah, that's instantly just you know you know how special that place is, and and I know I know you like it. I know Cortez like, but what's it like running out of the tunnel? Oh, man. I would say it's my first experience ever. I mean, it's, it's something you can't even imagine. I mean, I came from a high school to where to have 500 people at your game was like a lot of people. I mean, if you had 250, you know, yeah. that's a lot of people at yeah, you know, right. a high school game. I mean, I want to say the, the most crowded game was um, our rivalry game against Elizabeth, New Jersey. 
and we had to have probably about anywhere from 500 to probably 700 people the most that day. And I was like, back to us. Yeah. Um, i never forget, uh, we went to go warm up. And during the warm-ups, you get to see how big the stadium is, but it's not packed yet. You know, fans are just coming in, so it's probably about 10,000 people in at this time, but it's mm-hmm. not packed yet. People grabbing drinks, getting ready. So we come back in, and I want to say, I think we opened up. I think we opened up against Tennessee. And, um, man, I mean, you just hear a run going on. You hear a song going on, and guys are getting accurate, and the, the stadium moving is jumping. Yeah. And he's like, man, I think it was about 95,000 people after the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the most fans I've ever seen. At a, at a game period, it was like, whoa, this is what they talk about. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's crazy to see that there's actually more people at a college game than a pro game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. coming here to Jacksonville was like, this is nothing compared to what it was like being in the swamp. But then again, I mean, you got college kids, you got parents, mm-hmm. you got the people that's local here that's coming out. So that also plays a factor into it too. But man, it, it was something else. Most of the people that are in Jaguar fans are also Gator fans. Most of the time we go to the Gator game. We, I prefer to go to a Gator game than right. I would a Jaguar game. That, but that's just me because I enjoy the atmosphere more. Right. And I'll drive the hour and a half to go and enjoy that game more right. than I will <laughs> drive the 20 minutes to go to a Jaguar game. But I still go to all the Jaguar games anyway, but hearsay. <laughs> but what was it like uh, now that you had your college career and everything was wrapping up? What was it like, though, to hear your name? I know you said, you, I heard you on the radio, you said you were projected second and third round. So what was it like during that waiting process throughout the draft? Oh man, you wanna talk about anxiety. I mean, that was anxiety <laughs> times a thousand. Cause you never know. I mean, nobody knows, unless you were top 10 pick, then you know who got the top 10 choice. Those probably the only guys who know where they can possibly, uh, possibly go. Kind of from the second round on, you have no clue. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be here, you can be in San Francisco, you can be in LA, you can be in Detroit. You know, you just never know where you end up at. And, um, you know, like I said, you're coming out uh, top five, top six safety, and, you you know, you're looking at the projections online, and you're feeling like, hey, you got a second, third round grade. You feel pretty comfortable. You know, you feel pretty confident saying, hey, I'm going to end up somewhere within this this range. Uh, things happen. I mean, for example, you get a guy like Alan Hearn, you know, who I thought was pretty good and got drafted. Things happen. Who knows why? Nobody knows. But uh, things happen. But, um. If I could sum up that day, it was just a lot. You know, it was confusion. I didn't know what, what to expect. I do know Dallas called me. Um, Dallas called me. I think they started the first round at Thursday. Mm-hmm. Dallas called me Thursday and said, "Hey, we're going to take you. Um, we're going to take you in the third, third round on um, Friday." Friday. Like, yeah. All right, cool. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, oh, I'm going to Dallas. You know what I mean? <laughs> Family getting ready, you know? And i never forget, Dallas on the board. Then we get the phone call. They drafted J.J. Wilcox. And I'm like, whoa. You know, so after they drafted J.J. Wilcox, the DB coach did call me and say, hey, I had you on my board, but the GM felt like he was a better fit. It was kind of one of those. Like, you were my guy, but the GM, you, it was his guy. So I'm mm. like, all right, cool. So, so basically, he said, Jerry said, pick this. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I respect him because he called me and let me know. He exactly. said, right. Hey, I know I liked you, but you know, that's what they wanted to do. And that's cool. So I respect it. Say, cool. So now I'm back at square one on the whim. Cleveland called. It's like, hey, we're going to take you here in the fourth. Cool. I'm going to Cleveland. Cleveland traded a fourth and fifth round right. pick. Yeah. So now it's impulsive. Like, whoa, okay, where am I going now? You know, Cleveland and traded for a fifth round pick. So now I'm still on the board. We're trying to figure it out. What's going on? I'm thinking, did I get in trouble? Did something going on? Going out? Like, <laughs> did I feel that? Right? Like, 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 oh, like, what's going on? So, 
So then uh, I get a call from Buffalo. Ooh. I get a call from Buffalo. So they call and I'm kind of like, oh, I would hate to. <laughs> hate to be in the snow, but I'd be glad to be taking you. Yeah. Yeah. You just left the heat. Now you got to go to the now, snow. Once you get into like the the fifth and sixth round, now you're kind of desperate. Now you're kind of like, you're like just I've somebody, already wrapped this one. Yeah, I just got to go. <laughs> so they call, and I'm like, okay, this ain't something I'm crazy about. It wasn't even a draft call. It was, hey, if you don't get picked up, we bring you into our rookie minicamp. And uh, it was like, oh, wow. No, thanks. Okay, this, this is what we have. Yeah, I mean, so I'm like, wow. And then uh, first round pick, you know, uh, sixth round, you know, the Jag on the board, and they called me. I spoke to Dave Carwell on Shot Clock, and uh, it was on from there. But uh, to say the less, I mean, to say the least, I don't regret anything about it. Yeah. You know, it was a learning experience for me. And uh, the relationships I built to go from Gainesville to Jacksonville, somewhere where I played four years in a row with the Florida Georgia game, and I spent a big game every year. Uh, those are memories and things you can't take back. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite, you know, battling injuries and not playing a 10-year career, which we all want to play, uh, I've built strong enough relationships that'll last a lifetime that some of the guys who are only fortunate to play a year or two and not even, you know, play again or meet certain people, you know, during that time and take advantage of networking and Mm -hmm. uh, people who helped me or put me in the best position to this day. So uh, I've learned to not take it personal. I have much respect for Dave Carwell and those guys. See him, I just saw Dave a few weeks ago. We, you know, we had a, a long conversation. But uh, like I said, man, one thing I took from it is that you have to learn how to separate how you personally feel about it and treat it as business. Yeah. And now I'm being a business owner, I'm learning that. Some yeah. things you can't take personal, and some things it just got to be that way. That's just what it is. So uh, I'm, I'm just grateful for that. When you got a call from Jacksonville, you were like, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. I, I get to stay I in Florida. I get to <laughs> yeah. stay I in Florida. I've already become oh, accustomed. Yeah, right. I got accustomed to the heat. <laughs> so great. let me just stay back in here. That was great. I was actually excited. You know, um, I was excited. And then it kind of was like weird because then I got here. So all the draft picks come in. And I uh, kind of come to me and say, hey, if we didn't get sick when we were sick and you in the second round, I'm like, well, thanks for telling me that. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, you was on our voice. We wasn't even expecting you to be here. You know, and I was like, I wasn't expecting to be like, yeah. He said, we thought, they thought sick was going to go to Baltimore. Baltimore took yeah. Maddie, uh, Maddie one. Like, we thought that was going to be because we, you know, we was going to take you. And then it was like sick fell when we took sick. But, um, man, it was awesome, man. You know, to come here to Jacksonville, you know, uh, despite not being the team that, to win a lot of games, um, it was just, just the atmosphere was just amazing. The people here, you know, very enthused in what it is, you know, and uh, they seem to struggle or what a team, you know, what it took to, to build a team, the highs, the lows. God, yes. Right. Struggling <laughs> <laughs> times, and um, you go through it, you know, and hopefully they're on pace now to really bring back what the city's been, been wanting for a long time. Yeah, because we, we, we got the feeling back in 2017 from how it was back in the uh, – before days, mm-hmm. before all the struggle, I tell people, I say, y'all don't know. I say, y'all, y'all have no clue. <laughs> I said, I went up to, because I got to go up for the AFC championship game through New England mm-hmm. when I won those tickets through the race. That's right. a whole story. But I went up there, and they, they're sitting there mouthing, and I'm like, y'all don't know. I was like, I'm going to sit here and cheer this whole stinking game until we lose. <laughs> I'm going to cheer this whole game because y'all don't know what right. it's like. You know, I said, I said that guy over there knows what it's like because he's 70. <laughs> so he knows what it's like for the bad times. I said, you kids don't know what it's like to go through no bad times. Right. I said, we've been going through bad times for 10 years. Right. I said, let me enjoy this moment. I so what you were saying was, it, you never know. It, even never know. Even being a Gator fan. 
We had those years where it was great, and then you had the years where we struggled, where we struggled. And it was, I, I tell people, I said, you never know. I said, enjoy the times where you get to enjoy it. Well, I'm telling Raptor fans right now, enjoy the yeah. time. Like, enjoy it because you may not get them no more. You, you may not get this chance anymore. Well, I would say the biggest thing a lot of people got to, you know, know and understand, and it's probably hard, you know, being a fan because you don't really get to see a lot of in-house things. But you got to understand as a team, you think about the teams that become great, right? Chemistry is the biggest thing. Like, you look at that Seattle team. Those guys played four or five years together before mm-hmm. they became a championship caliber team. Uh, you look at a team like Jacksonville, people are coming and going each year. Yeah. You know, nobody's really get, given enough time to really identify and establish themselves to really build that chemistry to go from winning a few games and try to pick it up each year. Uh, and I get it, once again, it's a, it's a business, but that is team bonding. That is team chemistry. Those are guys who get drafted together, coming together, and eventually try to become something to you try to keep guys together. But, you know, there's money involved. You got guys coming up on contract. You got guys who get cut. You got guys to where you get new coaches, new ownership. That all plays a factor in mm-hmm. the team you have. I mean, look at this Jacksonville team issue. You got damn near a whole different team. Nick Foles is the quarterback. Who saw that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got a whole bunch of, you know, it's a whole new team, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and I think I, I think it's, it's good, you know, to kind of start all over sometimes. But the thing is, now that you got a new team, now you want to build that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to go to where Nick Foles here for a year and then now Nick Foles is out. It's like you want to be able to keep him growing here, build the receivers around him to where it become chemistry, become timing, and it becomes something where everybody's uh, holding each other accountable. Yeah, and we got, and like you said, the offense is completely, it's completely it's revamped. You don't, you, nobody from three years ago is even no, here on offense no, anymore. Not at all. It's, it's completely revamped, it's and you still got guys that, that, you said something though, the chemistry and everything. And watching sometimes with the with the Jaguars right now and everything, you can see that some it almost looks like some guys are out just for for themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it's it's just weird that you have some guys who like Calais Campbell, for example. He's there for the team. Right. He's always going to be there for the team right. just because he's been in the league for what year are we in now? He's probably been in for thirty seven years already, <laughs> even though he's not that old. But he's right, right. he's been in forever. And right. you've got guys who are just coming in or been in a couple of years and think, hey, it's it's their time. And you can see that that chemistry has yet to infuse into the locker room. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look back last year, you know, not pinpoint anybody, but that keyword chemistry, you see a lot that went on where one guy on the side of defense doing this, another guy doing something else. And like, well, what's going on? It seemed like there's a lot of confusion going on. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. You know, once you become desperate or things aren't going away, Somewhat of it do become a little bit of selfish, you know. It'd be well, what can I do? You know, uh, how I'm going to sit here and do my thing and not worry about that. When you get to that point, when you become complacent and feeling like it's about you, 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 it takes away from everybody. Yeah. Because now you're out there, you're gambling, you're taking chances, you're figuring out ways to to go out there and beat a guy or make that play. But sometimes that gamble might not only hurt yourself, but might hurt the entire team. So. Because we sent a lot of Embers, and they were improv a lot last year. I was like, why are you even standing over there? You should have been way over there. <laughs> Down by three touchdowns. We know we probably ain't pulling this one out. I'm going to go ahead and try to, yep. you see what I'm saying, do something, man. That's that's kind of how it goes sometimes. So, a question I want to ask you. How was it like going from, like, a Sunday game until a Thursday game? Because, you know, that takes a beat on y'all with, like, playing right. That, that short amount of time. How was that experience? Oh, it was different. You know, my first uh, Thursday night game, 
Uh, it was actually pretty exciting because you didn't know what to expect and it was kind of like playing a game on Thursday. Um, but the turnaround was crazy. You know, to play Sunday, then play on a Thursday. Uh, the, the practice throughout the week is not a tempo at all. You know, was them they understand it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. So uh, it's not a lot of padded practices that really killing you and getting you going. Uh, they kind of understand what it is. Uh, I think it sucks for guys who probably need a little bit more recovery. Who mm-hmm. might have came off an ankle sprain or something like that on a Sunday and come right back around and do it again on a Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I will say most Thursday night games are pretty exciting. You know, it's probably a rivalry game. It was a big-time game. So even though it was a quick turnaround, it usually kind of get guys a day, you know, to kind of really get their body together, get, get situated, get ready to go for it. Yeah. Did you had to wear those ugly gold jerseys. <laughs> oh, God. What do you call them? You know, Big John Mustard? Right? They look like, y'all look like the big, gigantic Big John Mustard bottle. <laughs> Wait for somebody to go, hey, do you got any great poupons? <laughs> what did Blake call them? Blake said they were the ugliest damn jerseys he had ever seen in his life. <laughs> Man. Do you like them? I thought they were cool. No, no, no. Did you see the one that they? If you saw the one that they sold to the public, it was terrible. Uh, it was, oh, it, no, it was even worse than. Oh no, <laughs> it was bad. I'm glad they switched. Do you like the New Jersey? Yeah, yeah, I like the New Jersey. Yeah, the New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. New I like Jersey. I mean, nice. simple is always better than me. I mean, when you try to do too much, it don't look right. Now, did you? Did, did, now, you getting drafted at the Jaguars? Did you know anything about the Jaguars? prior history before they drafted you or anything? Uh, or being in New Jersey, you were like, who they? I mean, I think everybody know the key player. You know the Jimmy Smith, you know the Fred Teller, you know the, you know the uh, Mark Lunell, you know the guys who, you know, who played before uh, before then. Uh, as far as the the history, as far as the city, I didn't know much about, you know what I mean? I didn't know much about the beaches. I didn't know much about Ponte Vedra, St. Augustine. Like, that comes with being here and, uh, and traveling. But like I said, it worked out pretty good. You know, um, Dan Quinn and Gus Bradley were both in Seattle. So as far as schematically, it made sense. As far as me being in a uh, scheme like that, even though it was slightly different than kind of how I was, you know, played in college and played in this defense. But uh, it was able to, I was able to catch on to it. Were there any similarities between Muschamp's defense and this one that they were running? Uh, I feel like. It was different. I feel like you gotta understand what well, Champ and Dan Quinn. One, college a little different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, two, the caliber of guys we had coming out of college, uh, we were more flexible. So yeah. I was able to play free, strong, a little bit of nickel. We had Matt Elon who can play strong safety, play nickel. So like a guy, like a lot of guys are put in positions to to make plays. Yeah. You know, put in positions to know okay. On third down, this team like to do this. Josh, let's put you here. I'm like, you know, let's move you around a little bit. Or hey, let's blitz you off the edge and come home and you know do certain things. Whereas in, when I came here, it was it was similarities, but I never blitzed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had a chance to make a sack. You know, I was kind of just uh, the middle field safety. You know, what I mean, every now and then I played a little bit of strong, but I don't feel like I was always put in position to make some of the big plays that I yeah. would have loved to be. Yeah, because you made a lot of plays in college. Right. And then, and then when you came here, they were like, you stay here right. and let everybody else move. <laughs> you know what? I think a lot of that, too, is, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, my rookie year, I mean, by week six, it was all rookies out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Two it was. rookie yep. safeties, two rookie uh, cornerbacks. And uh, I will say sometimes it's great. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's great to come in and be the guy. And sometimes you need a little bit of leadership. Like, I wish we had, like, a – Charles Woodson or, you know, a guy that some of the young DBs was able to really 
watch and see yeah. how to be a pro to where you come in and week three, I'm, you know, I'm thrown in there. Yeah. Which, like I said, which is great because we all want to play. But sometimes you playing really don't even understand everything you're doing just yet. You're just kind of playing football and don't really have a leadership or a veteran guy really showing you, hey, don't do this, hey, do this, you know, yeah. be in this position. Knowing how to cheat certain situations and put yourself in a better uh, position to make a play. And uh, it all, like I said, it all comes into everything, though. Know, um, there's a lot of things I could have done there. You know, a lot of things I, I could have made better plays in. But once again, that keyword I talked to you about is chemistry. You know, I feel like it was a lot of times to where if the D-line would have got home, you know, we could have made a play. If we could have covered a little bit better, maybe, you know, so everything yeah. kind of plays uh, a role into it. Well, y'all were young. Way young when y'all first. I remember his team in the league. Yeah, he didn't bring in no free agents. Mm -hmm. No, no, it was doing all draft and undrafting. I think it was was the most undrafted guys that was ever on a team Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville history was that year when when y'all came here, and it was it was crazy because y'all had you. Cyprian was uh, mm-hmm. still here. Um, Gratz, yeah, yeah, Gratz was at court. Uh, yep, and then you had um, uh, that's when Denard Robinson okay. came in. Ace, yeah. Ace Sanders. Oh yeah. my goodness, Ace Sanders. Ace Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Only thing I ever remembered him doing was returning the punt well. again uh, at South Carolina. That was the only thing I remember him <laughs> doing. But uh, now, when you were uh, now playing at Florida, who was who in your mind was the best player? On those teams at Florida, best players on a team at, while I was there. Yeah, while you were there. Um, I think a guy who was pretty well rounded, uh, hell of an athlete, pretty fast, can come with dime. Was very freakish, man. I gotta say, Chris Randy. Oh my God, Chris Randy was by far something special. I, like to this day, I've never seen a guy who can cut and get vertical as fast as Chris Randy. Oh, he, County brought up. He's, you, know, yeah. <laughs> don't, you don't see that. And I'm just not saying that because I played with the guy. I literally saw this guy cut and people tear ACLs trying to <laughs> try tackle to him, you know, yeah. and then practicing with him. I mean, he's every bit of what he looked like, you yeah. know, fast, quick, uh, can cut, get vertical, can cover a dime, got good hips, very fluid. He's good as a running back, a slot receiver. I mean, you can put him on kick return, punt yeah. return. I mean, this guy can do it all. He embarrassed my high school plenty of times there because he's a so I watched that guy play, so I, I can co-sign on when we got I was like, I was excited to get him. But, but a dreadnought, when he was a dreadnought, and I'm a brother, bloodhound, I was like, no, I, I can't. But now that he, he's, a, he's a gator, it was it was, it was was cool to, cool right. to watch. So. Um, I was going to ask there uh, what question I had. Um, what do you think about what Moen is doing right now with the gators? And, you know, they, they have – pretty solid year last year compared to what they've been. So what do you think the job that he's doing right now? I think he's doing a great job. I mean, when you look at everything overall, even outside of, you know, uh, ball, he's doing a great job as far as the marketing. He's doing a great job with the parents. You see the parents are taking pictures. And yeah. Ball, and, uh, <laughs> and those are, that's big. You know, uh, that makes parents feel comfortable to see, okay, he's a player's coach. He's yeah. somebody who understands, who can relate. And I think he got that control over the team where they trust in his process. Uh, I don't think he's a guy who's a who would just curse you out, get after. I think he's a guy who would explain why. You yeah. know, this is why you're not playing. Or this is why you're not getting better. You know what I mean? Explain it. And some kids, you need to hear that. You know what I mean? Imagine a 17, 18-year-old who come in and feeling like he's supposed to be X, Y, Z and don't know. You know, okay. he needs somebody who's going to be able to tell him that. And I think he's been doing a, a, a great job, man. I got a chance to, to meet him because he wasn't there when I was there. But uh, a while back, uh, great guy, man. He's funny, down to earth. And uh, I believe in his vision. All right. Uh, another question as well. When you got to the league and 
I, I know there's probably a bunch of awe moments, but what, what was your awe moment like going to a certain stadium, playing a certain team? Um, what was like one of, one of your cool awe moments that was like, oh, wow, this is stadium's cool, environment's cool. What was one of your awe moments? My, my awe moment was when I played in London. And honestly, I felt like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> we came off a 10-hour trip, and it was like, whoa. Like, that's when it kind of hit me. Like, wow, like, I'm I'm doing it. Like, I'm out here. Like, yeah. I'm living a dream. You know, I, I've been playing this game since I was nine years old, and I'm playing a game in London. Uh, and it was crazy. You know, the atmosphere there. I mean, once again, football was kind of new to them. Yeah. So they don't even know what they're cheering for. They're cheering for offense, defense. You just go on and scream and yell and go ahead. I mean, there's a Jag versus San Fran game. People got on Green Bay jersey. It was just electrifying. You know, but you love it. I mean, the fans were amazing. Like, I can only imagine how big soccer was there because yeah. they was getting after it. I mean, they loved everybody. It was very welcoming. Uh, the people there were amazing. But um, just to hear uh, another national anthem was just, whoa. Yeah. You know, to see how they get after to do their thing. You know, it was big, you know, to see that. It almost feel like a, a, a Super Bowl. You know, you're yeah, somewhere yeah. else, you're in a whole different country. You're outside your element. The, the grass a little different. It's a little more gloomier. <laughs> the, the weather is different. You're just in a whole different... Everybody talking funny. The food is different. You just literally... Somewhere else playing football, you're like, whoa, I've never played, you know, wow. overseas before. But, um, yeah, it was great, man. You know, but that was my, my all moment of saying, wow, like, this is this is awesome, you know, to be here, to, you know, to be traveling with a team, coming off a flight, 10-hour trip to play a football game. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Now, who was your all moment to play against? My all moment to play against. Okay, I got a few all moments to play against. <laughs> uh, the first one I got to say, Peyton. Oh, yeah. We played Dylan. I know that's the decision. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It was like, wow. Like, I watched this guy growing up. Is his head like, really as big? That's the first thing you said. <laughs> I wonder why the vision is there. <laughs> got five eyeballs on this see it. <laughs> you can see it. But, um, yeah, it was Peyton Manning. I was like the, the, the first time, like, wow, you know, I'm playing with this guy. Um, he was great. You know, um, even off the field, you know, I got a chance to meet him, say hi to him, and a uh, great guy. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, was awesome to play against a guy like Tom Brady. You know, somebody, I mean, this guy was like, what? 10, 11 years old, you know, this guy get drafted, I'm playing with you, you know? Yeah, it's, wow. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> funny story real quick about Tom Brady. And this is when I knew, okay, this is the NFL. Yeah. Like you saying, I'm saying, like, some plays happen. We are okay, that's a good running back. That's a good receiver. Tom Brady did something I've never seen ever in life. Like, I, yeah, there's no way to even defend that. <laughs> like, we're in meetings, and they're not even tripping because it's like, okay, you know, there's nothing you could have done. <laughs> he threw a no-look scene pass. How do you read that? You see what I'm saying? It's like he dropped back. He just was looking left, you know, and literally just threw the ball down the seam. And I was like, well, how was I supposed to break on that? The guy's looking this way. <laughs> and I, you know, I happened to make the tackle, but it was like I've never seen a no. Like, eventually, you know, you look left, and as a quarterback, he come back to the right. Yeah. The ball, you look at his target. But he I mean, just knew that. Just rhythmatic. And it was a no look, but I feel like it was off his rhythm vision. So yeah. he was able to see this guy here. When I say he threw it, it didn't even look, you know, and just the wow. guy pulled it, it was like, whoa. Like, but yeah, I mean, he, it was crazy. Uh, it, it, was, it was wild, you know, playing against uh, damn, my man, 
um, Anquan Bolden, you know, playing against a guy yeah. like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very feisty guy, you know, uh, <laughs> very welcome to the NFL. We played them, Sam, you know, we played them, uh, physical receiver. I don't know what he had against me, but he made the game personal. Because you played for the Raiders <laughs> and he uh, played for FSU. No, that, but I think he saw the amount of trash I was talking in the Denver game. And he just kind of knew, okay, he ain't going to do that today. Like, it's going to be a different game. <laughs> so yeah, he was making a statement every play. He just run up to me, try to hit me, and do all types of crazy stuff. But, yeah, man, there's a few people, man, a few legends. I mean, Steve Smith, you know, playing yeah. a guy like that, you know. Was like, talk oh, about oh, trash talk. Oh, man, he's the king of, you know, uh, king of trash talk. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty awesome, man. It's like, we got a st- I got a story about Steve Smith. We went to, they used to have ESPN The Weekends in, or, uh, in Disney World. Mm-hmm. And Steve Smith would come, and they had a basketball hoop, uh, like a hoop it up thing in the, in the back. Mm-hmm. Him and Chad Johnson came out there and was playing basketball, but they were picking teams. Right. They were picking people to come and play with them, and they were playing two on two. And Chad would always guard Steve Smith. I said, I want to play. I want to play with Chad. Chad goes, okay, you can come play with me. I said, he, I said, no, nah, you're guarding the other person. I'm guarding Steve Smith. Right. He was mouthing the whole time to everybody. All right. Mm-mm. I was having none of it. I had him about four inches. He may be, he may be I, I, but I was sneaky. I could get around him. Right. I blocked him a couple of times. I said, you ain't talking that much now, are you? <laughs> and Steve Smith was listening to this. That was me. That was me. But he talked He talked a lot. I still remember him and Jalen oh, yeah. getting yeah. into it the one exactly. game. So you talk a lot of trash. Yeah, every now and then I talk about trash. What? Nah. It's like a cool demeanor. Guy, I know, you man. see, every so time cool. I talk to you, just, but it's different. Guy, smart guy, understand a lot, but on the field, you're just a different person. Different person. <laughs> yeah, because I've talked to you a lot, and I'm like, you talk trash? Shame on trash. Trash talking, get me going. Yeah, it really, yeah. 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 Is that the one thing that, is that that one thing when you're out there that you know you need to do it just to keep? Sometimes you just need it. Like, definitely in a position. It's been games to where I be here, there's no action going. But I've got to figure out a way to get part of something. <laughs> I got to hit somebody, talk something, get something stirred up. Uh, but, um, I mean, it's not like that every game. It depends on the type of game, too. You know, some games you ain't talking as much. You know, you might be playing with a few friends, and you know the guys over there. But some games, is, you know, it's pretty intense. They talking junk, you talking junk, and I'm just going back and forth. Uh, now, now, who, when you were here, who was the best player on the Jaguars team that you would say? Best player on the Jaguars team if I was here. Mm-hmm. You can say Blake too. Everybody can. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, um, I know a guy who I felt like could have been could have been all world. Um, he was great. He just didn't didn't last. Uh, uh black. Oh, yeah, Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman. Yeah. I mean, this oh, guy man. was a freak. You know, when I first got here, Blackman was was great. You know what I mean, good hands. Uh, can score. You know what I mean? Can catch the deep ball. From anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> was, was real good. You know, um, and I thought the sky could have been a limit for a guy like him. You know, Justin Blackman. Uh, he was real good. Um, thinking who else was pretty cool. Who could have been here. Uh, I mean, you can't knock the guy. I mean, Paul Pazlowski was a legend. No, you know yeah, what I mean? Played with Paul. Great guy, smart guy. Made a bunch of plays. Picked off Peyton Manning to the crib. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, great, man. Um, <clears throat> uh, I thought uh, Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson was good. Yep. You know, definitely, you know, his rookie year. You know, he had a good good rookie year, good hands. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to pinpoint the same ones. I think, you know, when I came here, it was a few guys, you know, 
Bruce Jones Jr. just finishing off his career. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When I when I got here, but there was a few veteran guys. You know, I felt like stood out. You know, was kind of running the team. Yeah, yeah. Were you surprised that Blake got as much grief that he did from the fans of Jacksonville? Well, I think he, I think Blake had a up and down, you know, rodeo here. Yeah. You know, um, and honestly, being an athlete, truth be told, a lot of it wasn't all Blake for him. You know, and that that takes somebody who understands football. I mean, even coming off last year, don't get me wrong, it was things Blake did that pissed us all off. And on some things, we were like, okay, that's not Blake's fault. You know, uh, this guy lost key people on the offensive line. I mean, who the hell was his receivers? You know what I mean? He lost his running back. You know what I mean? His tackle went down. I mean, when you lose some of those key components of the things you had that was in that ass, I mean, mm-hmm. the championship game the year before that, you start to look back and say, okay, well, this is why some things aren't clicking. Mm-hmm. You know um, and I, I, like I said, I don't. I hate to blame one guy. You know what I mean for for the team downfall. I don't think everything was Blake's fault. Uh, I do think he was put in some some situations to where it was some bad decision making oh, as well. You know what I mean where he could have did a better job. Yeah. But uh, once again, it come down to a team. You know, it come down to the key components. I think Blake did great when they had an established run game. You know, uh, when Leonard Fournette was back there, able to run the ball. Uh, when they you know had more play action going on, and kind of more of a game that fit more Blake. Like to me, I thought one of Blake's best games was that uh, when they played Pittsburgh. Oh know? yeah, yeah. I thought he played real well, you know. And it wasn't Blake doing anything phenomenal, which is nope. great. It was timing. They ran the ball well. He completed some good passes. Uh, play action here and there. I thought that was Blake's game. And um, and that Seattle game. Seattle they played to get into yeah. That was that a, defense played great that yep, game. That was an all around good game. I think Blake played great when everybody was you know playing pretty good. I think it sucked when. He needed a comeback. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was punching the mouth a few times and it's like, how do we get out of this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's what was tough. And even when they got a lead though, they would they would take everything away from him and be like, Okay, we're gonna try to run the ball. Right. And I'm sitting in New England going, Stop running the ball. Right. You were killing them by little just dumping right. you were doing the same right. thing to New England. Yeah, you can't get up and try to just be safe now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta play you gotta play again. You gotta keep you gotta keep kicking. When you got somebody down, keep kicking. Do like the the women's soccer team. Beat them thirteen to nothing. <laughs> Just keep kicking them all. <laughs> but um, let's talk a little bit about uh, everything you got going on in Jacksonville now. You uh, you're the owner, CEO, mm-hmm. the big cheese of, uh, of Level Up Fitness. Yes, so how's everything been going, gym wise, and everything like that? Oh, it's been going pretty good, man. You know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, uh, like I said, coming up on my first year anniversary. Um, and it's been cool, man, to learn more about fitness. Uh, I actually got into it because uh, I had got hurt when I was in Washington. I had actually torn my quad and I had a workout for um, the Cincinnati Bengals, which I was, you know, going to work out actually sign with them and play. Uh, but, you know, I had a setback to where I couldn't, you know, and I went through a few months of depression trying to figure out, you know, what I'm going to do next, what's going to be what, if I don't get picked up again, what I'm going to do. Uh, I played football for so long, and it was just like, now I'm hitting a little bit of reality. Like, yeah. one of those, okay, when football's done, what are you going to do? You know, what's going to be the next move after that? Um, <clears throat> and I've always prided myself on, you know, when you leave where you're from, you know, definitely in Irvington, New Jersey, is a small town. Uh, poverty is there. Uh, gang banging drugs. I mean, you name it. You know, um, it's an accomplishment to leave. Uh, so to come back is not something... You know, you yeah. want to be known for the guy who came back. Definitely somebody who had the opportunity to carry the NFL. Uh, so it kind of hit me 
real quick, and I'm very impatient. You know, I don't like to wait around. You know, that's not me. I like to wait around and figure out life. It's like, okay, I'm with you two, three months. Okay, Josh, suck it up. What's up? You got to get to it. Um, I met I met uh, my partner, uh, Brandon Floyd. Uh, he was like, hey, man, you know, come train with me. And um, the first few times, it was like, eh, I kind of blew it off. I just kind of had my own track going on, living my best life. I done, I'm eating every day. I'm eating ice cream. I'm stressed <laughs> out. I put on about 15 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm really taken out at this point. Like, it is what it is. I haven't figured it out. But long story short, you know, um, I, I tried it, got into it. And uh, got so much into it that I actually wanted to learn more about it. You know, when it got certified, uh, after I got certified, I was like, hey, I know I never work at a Bailey's or uh, another gym. So I'm going to go ahead and open up my own gym. We figured out a location. You know, uh, this was pretty cool. Right location the beach. Location. Uh, location is everything. You know, you got to have a location that bring in a crowd of people. People get to see you, see your storefront. Uh, and it worked out pretty good, man. And believe it or not, uh, being an athlete, I get more of a a high, you know, off of, you know, people who are not athletes, mm -hmm. you know, because you can get a guy who's freakish, you could throw through 25, 20 times, and there's not much you can really coach up on. You know, yeah. you can coach technique, hey, do this better, but you get a lady who come in here 66 years old and she's depending on you, you know, mm -hmm. she's more feeling like, I'm here for you, help me, you know, change my life. And uh, I've met so many great people here in Jacksonville where I've helped help them in many ways and they help me, you know, better me. This is still just my first year in business. And uh, just to name a, a client like Katie Kelly, somebody that took 50 pounds off, 12 inches off her hips, her waist, you know, eight inches off her hips. Right. So like, those are things that I'm big into now to say, hey, I'm able to give back and help people lose, you know, body fat, help people get their life together, whether it's in the gym or, off, you know, outside the gym. And those are moments to me, like I said, that I, I really pride myself on. Well, yeah, and and then you got the uh, the twenty six reasons foundation yep, yep, yep. that you that you started up. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So the twenty six reason foundation is pretty much an event that uh, we're going to be doing at least two to three times a year. And uh, what we do is we select twenty six random kids, whether it's uh, a mental illness, whether it's uh, injuries, whether it's school, I mean, you name it. Uh, it's not just a set twenty six, but each event is a different uh, set of twenty six yeah. kids that we use, and uh, it's pretty much just helping them, mentoring them, uh, you know, giving away backpacks, giving away supplies, whether it's sporting gear, whether it's stuff they might need for school, uh, you name it. You know, whether it's holding a conference or just kind of talking to them about success, uh, talking to them about life outside of you know school, and you know, becoming their own you know business owners and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty cool, man. It's something that I, I feel. Uh, my mom would want me to do, you yeah. know, and something I feel like it makes me feel better knowing that I'm able to kind of show people ways of things that I didn't know that I had to learn, even coming up on a year and things I'm still learning. Yeah, and we I, we saw the remember the story of uh, where you took the one girl to uh, I think it was Nordstrom's or mm -hmm. somewhere over in the town. So yeah, that was that was a real cool story. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was a, a girl she was getting bullied. You know, people were picking on her, talking about her clothes, talking about her weight. And uh, I happened to know her dad, and I saw a post uh, that he, he posted. I mean, it was kind of, you know, a thing everybody was commenting. And I say, hey, I'm not going to comment on the post. I got your number. I'm going to call you. Reached out yeah. to him and said, hey, I want to do something special. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, went out. And uh, from the foundation, I mean, she went shopping, spent about $1,500 on clothes. You know what I mean? It, wow. was, it was pretty big. Awesome. Uh, and it was awesome, man. People chipped in. The community chipped in. People donated yeah. a lot of stuff for her. So, like I said, that's one of the great things about Jacksonville, where people stand behind the cause here. We, uh, I can speak firsthand about how the city steps up and helps somebody when something goes wrong and stuff good in their life. Uh, when I went to when I went to 
the championship game, AFC championship game. I won tickets off of a ten ten XL. Right. Well, I told my story about what happened. I had cancer and that I overcame it, and then I was able to enjoy the 2017 year. And Austin went to every single football game. Like he went to every single game with me, so I was able to enjoy it with him. And right. while I was struggling through a lot of stuff, I had him and football right. that was getting me through everything. And I told my story, and I won the tickets. Well, that day alone, I think the people, uh, some people donated money. I think they gave me. Fifteen hundred dollars oh, wow. to go on the trip, wow. so I didn't have to pay for anything. And somebody even paid for my room oh, when crazy. I got there, so I didn't that have to pay awesome. for anything to go on the whole trip. So awesome. when you talk about the city of Jacksonville, you'll never hear me say a bad word about this city because I've lived here all my life. Right, right. So this is this is home. You've adopted it as your home now, <laughs> right, right. being that you don't want to go back to no cold weather. Right. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> well, I will say that. And uh, like I said, I can testify and agree with you on that. And um, truth be told, in a weird way, the the love here and the type of commitment these people have here is even different back in my hometown. And that's where I'm from. You know, I've had camps back home where I, I can't even do them no more because, one, Nobody stands up, you know, two, nobody helps with the kids. Three, I have to do everything. You know, um, I hate to even mention numbers, but my first camp I spent probably thirteen thousand dollars on my own, you know, flying people in. Just because where I'm from, nobody comes back there, you know, nobody visits me. So I'm flying in athletes, I'm taking care of the tab, I'm buying uh the uniforms, I'm buying everything, you know, and at this time and this I'm kinda reaching out to my city to say, Well, hey, can you guys at least meet me halfway? You know, can you help me with sponsors? Can you donate something? Like, this is for the, this ain't even for me. I'm not asking to get anything out of it. You know, but I want them to get out of it. Because I never had nobody, when I came up, we never had pro guys come talk to us. Uh, we never had camps. You know, nobody could afford to go train at a certain place and do yeah. certain things. So I wanted to kind of do something like that. But the city just didn't help me. The city didn't stand behind it. And here it is. I had my first camp here in Jacksonville. And everybody, you know, behind it. I mean, people donated so much stuff to my camp. Uh, last year, you know, it was a good time. Too. Yeah, we have three hundred some kids this year. So, just the city alone, man, there's some very influential and powerful people here who do stand behind the causes, and uh, that's one thing that's hard to really turn around and turn away from your camp. Speaking of that, now you can talk about your camp that's coming up next weekend. <laughs> yep. yep. So we got the camp coming up uh, June twenty second, uh, and there's a free youth camp, you know, a football camp for all ages, and uh. Pretty much, you know, what I want the kids to get out of it is just some of the fundamental stuff of it, you know, uh, how to do certain things the right way, proper leverages, proper drills, and I pretty much let the kids go out there and have fun. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And last year we took Austin and he, he enjoyed it. I think his highlight was seeing you uh, as you <laughs> no, know. That's my guy. But he's gotten, he's gotten big, though. When, when you see him this time, you're going to be yeah. like, just a I'll year's be, time. He ain't missing no meals. <laughs> he ain't missed meals. He ain't missed getting he's taller. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, okay. just, he's just a big kid. He's looking for He don't know he's coming yet. Because okay. his mama ain't told him that she's driving him up there for, but I already signed him up. So, yeah. so yeah. It, we'll, we'll we'll be out there next week. So you get to see us next week too. Oh, you bring your Spider Man outfit. That's your yeah. uh, If you want me to, I bring. It. I know you got. I know you got all them Jaguar fans dressed up and everything. But I'll I'll, I'll bring Spidey. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll bring Spidey. Perfect. Yeah, it worked out well. We we won Marvel trivia when I dressed up as Spidey. So yeah, yeah, we were we were impressed. Actually. Spider-Man movie's coming out soon too, so yeah, it fits the thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now quick Q and A. Um, then we'll start with that one. Who's your favorite superhero? Superhero. Ooh, man, favorite. I have to go with Superman. 
Superman? Yeah. See, that's every football player's answer. It's either <laughs> Superman or the Hulk. <laughs> that, 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 that's the only two. I think I have one guy. I think I think Pat said Wolverine. Wolverine. I think Pat said Wolverine. All right. Yeah. Here's our main Kevin half a years. And uh, you get to break the tire. I'm just kidding. What, Chipotle or Mo? Or no. Chipotle or Mo? Chipotle or Mo? Oh, yeah. Chipotle or Mo? Chipotle. Ah! <laughs> See, I got her on my there side. There it is. You got Mo. We got a big arm about this one time. Okay, what you call that place for? What you call it for yuppies? What do you say? Yeah. That place, that place is for healthy people. Hey, I, I ate with him before. He definitely eats healthy. He's seen the way I eat, so he knows what I'm going to say. Yeah, he knows going to say Mo. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, do you need any more tire tank? <laughs> <laughs> that was still the strangest day I think I've had because I'm sitting there going I'm sitting there going okay Josh sent me a message on Twitter and he goes, what's your phone number and then he calls me and goes, can you help me change the tires on my car never in my life have, I had, I, was like, have I had anybody go can you come over and help me change the tires on my car I can't lift anything so we go over there we go to take them off to only realize the tires he wants to put on wouldn't even roll the car out to the thing because they were all dry rotted and flat. Uh. So we ended up having we we ended up having to try to put four tires in this little bitty car that wouldn't even fit four tires in it. <laughs> we, sent, we sent it on the they eventually get the tires off the car when they got there. Because we try, I was getting them off and he's like he's like wait a minute we can't put them on and I was like why he goes. Look, it rolls the tires. <laughs> the tires are dry rotted and flat. Yep. And I'm like, oh my goodness. That was a long day. That day. Was, you <laughs> weren't kidding. You weren't kidding. Then you had to borrow a car from uh, Uncle Will. Mm-hmm. You got it from Will Blackman. I remember driving <laughs> yeah. your. I think when he got in my uh, when he got into Dodge, that was the cheapest car he had been in <laughs> in, 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 in five years. That's where he was like, yep. <laughs> But yeah, but, yeah, but that but that's what you're talking about is is the community of Jacksonville. If you reach out to certain people, we're gonna help no matter what, and that's how that's how that's how we are around here. But that's that Southern hospitality too. You don't get that kind of nah, stuff. Nah. No, I couldn't hit no random person up with somebody I've seen a few times in Jersey. Yeah, who are you? Yeah, we're we're like, why are you? And I was like, sure, I'll come help. No problem. <laughs> Let me get the air. I get the air tank. You know, I was I was prepared. Yeah. As soon as I went to take them off, we can't put these on. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's crazy. That was good times though. That was that, that was pretty fun. That's going back what about four years ago? That was about four years ago. Yeah, and that's when we got to sit down and really talk to each other. At, yeah. uh, at I think we went to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, after he got a salad. You got a salad, with chicken on it. There it is. I, I got a hamburger. Hey, that's where with, you with everything. You gotta on make sure you yeah. yeah. yeah, I got a hamburger. I got a hamburger. That's why but, I said he can eat and not gain a pound. So that's why I said it's. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that that's really the first time we got to sit down and talk about everything and talk about you growing up and your and your mom. Yep. We talked about your mom. We let you talk about your mom a little bit too. What in, what what influence that she had on you? Just a lot, man. My mom was very loving. You know, uh, she was into church heavily. Uh, but she was always somebody who who didn't have much but gave all she had. Yeah. You know, and I was just my mom. She was a giver. I mean, um, I was fortunate, you know, to have both of my parents from where I was from. It was a lot of single parent homes. So pretty much what we do on like Fridays or the weekends, I have all my friends over. She would cook, do little stuff, you know, she always talked to us, um, you know, did certain things. That's kind of why the 26 Reasons are yeah. the foundation. 
it means a lot because I know had she been here, I'd have been something she would've been big on, you know, setting up things and always getting, 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 getting. She sounds like my mom. Yep. He's ate a lot of my mom's food. Yeah. <laughs> he came over there. Stuff, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, but it, we've had a good time having you on. Well, uh, you thanks for finally coming on. Right. It, it, it was it was good to have you well, on. Here. I'm a man of I said I would. I, I, yeah, 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 right, right, right. He said he said I will come I said on. One day we're gonna do it. But the one time I heard him on the radio, and I was like, okay, I just heard you on the radio. You're coming <laughs> on. I said you're coming on. Like, He's like, on. just let me know when. But then when you happened to say that you was coming up this weekend, I yeah, thought it was a perfect okay. time to be able to come here and do it here at the location. Awesome. That way. We can get it. We can get in the gym, and you didn't have to come to some random place. That exactly. Like, where am no, I going? We come to where you're comfortable exactly. at. So we come to you. Yeah. So, but I'm uh, glad to have you on, man. Uh, continued success with the gym and the 26 Reasons Foundation and everything you're doing. Lounge 26. We know that's got to start back up sometime right, right, too. Right. So, uh, oh, and happy late birthday. Appreciate it. Uh, what was it, June? 5th. June 5th. See, I'm June 12th. Okay. So. And I'm way older than you are, so we ain't, yeah, I'm way older than you, so we ain't even gonna go there. But uh, it was good having you on, man. Uh, glad to have you. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty cool having you on. Appreciate glad you. I got, glad I got to talk to you about everything finally. But uh, if you want to wrap it up, Cortez. Let's do it. So, like I said, we're live from Level Up Fitness here, so make sure y'all support my man, Mr. Evans, over here. Um, he's doing big things. In. I need to come in for abs and butt yeah, class. There it is, man. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, you get in shape for the wedding. Two of which, <laughs> two things of which I have neither. <laughs> so, uh, make sure you stay tuned for me and Kevin throughout the week. Um, we got NBA draft coming up. There's just a couple few things coming up that we'll be forecasting. So, just stay tuned. You can follow the podcast page at Balls Not Court. You can follow me at End of Minus EP. Kevin C twenty four fifteen. Uh, uh, Josh, is there anywhere to find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at J A Y underscore two six J A Y underscore E underscore two six. Yeah, definitely support him. And Check definitely him go see him on Instagram because he is one of the most well dressed people <laughs> <laughs> you will see on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Definitely. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page by talking in Boss, Boss Not Court Podcast. Give us a like and shout there. Uh, we're all also on Podomatic. Just type in cp.podomatic.com. We're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify. And many other sites as well, came out to say. Or wherever you listened to us before, just listen to us there again. <laughs> uh, plus, Scott Lemon Radio Sport Talk. You can check out this podcast, Men for the Wonderful Content, at stlrmia.com or download the app on your mobile app store. So, nonetheless, it was thanks, Mr. Evan, for the hospitality. Uh, we're signing off here. This is Kevin Carter and Cortez Paul Bob, my court podcast. Enjoy the rest of y'all Saturday.